Hello and welcome back to God in Therapy with Tara Body and my wonderful co-host Jason Body. Hey King, how <laughs> you doing? All right. So, um we are here back today. We're going to talk about to our audience getting a little bit further down the dating um road today. That's what we're going to talk about the benefits of premarital and marital counseling. But before we get into it, let's just open up with a word of prayer. Will you bless us? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we just come thanking you uh, today, thanking you for uh, just allowing us or giving us this platform uh, to speak into others. We actually bless our conversation uh, and, and just use us as your vessels uh, to get the word and, and spread the word to others um, through um, this platform for marriage. In your son Jesus, let me pray. Amen. 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 So let's dive into it. Whenever I'm on one of those social media marriage groups, you know, it's like a lot of them on social media. One of the questions that come up consistently is a person asking, did you all do premarital and is it worth it? I see that all the time. And then you have the people saying, I didn't do it or I did it and it was great or we did it and nothing happened or we didn't find nothing, all the things. So I wanted to talk about premarital counseling because not only did we go through premarital counseling, but we also do premarital counseling right. as a couple. Yep. Uh, we are certified um, counselors for premarital. And if you need premarital counseling, tiredbody.com and you can come in <laughs> and take our program. A little plug. Yep. Yeah, 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 we're gonna throw that in there. Um, but I wanted to talk about, you know, our premarital journey because as we spoken on here, there was some hesitation, you know, with us being date, dating so long and uh finally deciding to get married um because you know you had your your you know i don't know if you want to say questions about it i had my reservations yep. reservations yep. yep and so one of the things you asked me was can we go through premarital that was my husband saying can we do a premarital counseling <laughs> class because i just want to make sure we both know what we're getting into and really just having the most knowledge possible because at the time I was 23 and I will be able to, to honestly say at 23 years old, I definitely didn't know anything about marriage. That's just being honest. Mm -hmm. And in my family, I did not have that solid foundation or solid um, example of marriages because a lot of the people in my family were not married. And even those who were married got divorces, separations, all the things. So you were like, do you know what you asking for? Right. <laughs> because your parents at that time, I think, were married over maybe 30 years at that point. Right at 30 years, I think. Right at 30 years. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I really wanted to go to premarital counseling because I didn't know what I didn't know. And so as we dated um, going into year, I think we started premarital counseling when we were dating and in, going into year six. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just one of those things that, Hey, we, we had our arguments, we had our ups and downs, we got back together, but when it came to things that you do as a married couple, right. those were the things that we really wanted to, you know, understand a little bit better. Um, so yeah, it's, we signed up and actually we signed up while we we're still, cause we weren't even engaged. We if you weren't remember. even yeah. engaged. That's a whole nother story because <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even engaged. We uh -uh. weren't even a couple at the time when you yeah. came to me. Uh, we had broken off, yep. getting our relationship getting space. back with God, yep. um, making sure that the relationship was based on a real bond, that we mm -hmm. really loved each other and not mm -hmm. some type of attachment. Um, and so we detached. 
for mm-hmm. quite a while at the time. And you just called me up one day like, hey, God told me I ain't done with you, <laughs> that we're not finished <laughs> and that you you quite possibly could be my wife. Do you mind going to premarital? And I'm like, going premarital, going to premarital as what? He's just as friends. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what kind of proposal is this? So you want me to walk in this class with no ring as your friend? Hindsight. You knew you were happy. As soon as I said you were, you were happy. I I was like, this man really do be asking some crazy stuff, and I'm just signing up for it. You should know right then I was your wife because I'm like, sure, that sounded about right. Hindsight, we did go in it the right way. Yep. Yeah. Hindsight, we did because it wasn't a lot of pressure. It really was two friends. We would meet there at the church, do the Mm -hmm. premarital, maybe go out to lunch, say goodbye, have a good day, you know? And it was like, you were like, can we just go in here studying marriage, learning about it, and then seeing if it's something that we wanted. And if then we would come together, if not, we're good. Right. Um, So no, there was no ring when we started, but they made us ask each other questions that we never would have asked each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. I remember they made us bring the credit reports. Yep. There was one one Saturday um, coming into class, and they said, make sure next week when you come to class, bring your credit reports. And I was like, why do you want my credit report? Why? Yeah, what do you need like, my credit report for? I, but as but a marriage counselor now, <laughs> <laughs> I know why. Because you, it was things that people were finding out. They were p- finding out that people were paying back debt bankruptcies and all of that and they hadn't mm-hmm. told their significant other these things yeah and it came out when they shared the credit report yeah i think one of the craziest ones um this guy was his uh wages were getting garnished for, uh, child, for child support, support. right and the girl was like you got a kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> a lot you can find out about a person through their yeah. credit report because you can even see responsibility lack of discipline yeah. in their finances and all the things and so that was just one of the many things that they made us talk about they they even asked us to talk about what will happen one day when your parents need care when they're elderly are y'all gonna let them live with you or not yeah we would have never asked that question no no because that's not something when you're in love and (laughs) you're young those are things you don't think about you think about what what is the wedding gonna look like right what food are we gonna have at the reception um, what house we want, if we're going to have kids, you know, stuff like that. You think about your life and starting your life, but you don't right. really think later on down the road, Mm-mm. you know, things that can happen and, and how that's going to affect your marriage. And so that was, yeah, I agree with you. That was one of the, the uh, biggest things with premarital is really making you think outside of the box. It made us think beyond five years. Beyond, yes. Because exactly. when you're young, you're only thinking that first five years of marriage. Yep. So I knew both of us wanted to have kids. I knew both of us wanted to buy a, a, you know, a house and get mm-hmm. some cars. I didn't, didn't think about elderly parents. Yeah. And would I let you know your mom and dad live with us? Would you let my mom and dad? And we both were looking like at the time, mm-hmm. Um, so, (laughs) but we were in agreement with what we decided in that moment. And now that we're here in our forties and our parents are elderly and we see that on the horizon, Mm -hmm. we really have to have that conversation when we're dealing with, um, these real things. And so premarital counseling, and I'll just say kind of the way that we do it, when we do it with couples, the way we do it, we start with an assessment. And I think a lot of people are scared to go to premarital because they're afraid somebody's going to tell them not to be together. Right. Somebody's going to say, y'all not a good match, or somebody's trauma going to come up, or somebody's going to see the real them, which Mm -hmm. is 
crazy because you don't want me to see the real you and I'm about to like link my entire life up with you and have kids with you and you want to hide your isms and issues in counseling and see I'm going to put a little bug in there because be very careful dealing with somebody who doesn't want to go to premarital because they're probably not going to go to marital later when you need it right this is a person that is saying we don't need any help we got it we don't need any counsel and the word of god says that a wise man seeks counsel, counsel. yeah so if you're already dealing with a person that doesn't believe they need to seek counsel you're dealing with an unwise person who's going to be stubborn later on when you're trying to correct them when you're trying to give them counsel when you're trying to give them instruction they don't want to receive it that's a telltale sign it's a red flag so when people don't want to go into counseling sometimes they're trying to hide things yeah and and since we're putting out disclaimers, another thing, too, I thought about when we've talked to other couples, mm-hmm. um, when they come to marital counseling and we always say, hey, have you been to premarital? And they was like, yeah, we, we went to premarital counseling for four hours. Or oh. we, we had a two hour lunch, you know, with, uh, with our pastor. And that was our premarital counseling. That's just like saying, hey, I'm gonna go to the gym for an hour and I expect to lose 50 pounds. I'm gonna go one time and I'm in shape now. See, uh-uh. Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to knock any pastors. There's some great pastors that do great premarital. But if you're going to do premarital counseling with the pastor, please make sure that they are um, certified in marital counseling because we got a lot of people giving advice who are not actually certified in marital counseling. And they're giving you counsel on marriage. And some of their marriages need some counseling. That's not a slight, that's just facts. Yeah, that's facts. And because a lot of the people we have dealt with in premarital or in marriage counseling said we received it and received some wrong information or we received something that did not help us. Sure. And so they were turned off from counseling forever after dealing with, unfortunately, someone who wasn't certified in marriage counseling. So when we're talking about this assessment, because I really want to line it out for some of you because you don't know what is talked about in premarital counseling. The first thing that we do is we give an assessment. It's an electronic assessment. We send it to both people and we let both people answer it separately Mm -hmm. so that we can get a full scope of that person's life, their experiences, their backgrounds, how they feel about certain topics. There are nine areas people that, that couples usually argue about. You got your finances, communication skills, conflict resolution, sex, children, family, friends. That's some of the areas. And we're going to talk about those areas here. But the assessment is to see what's your background. How were you raised versus how was I raised? Because we don't study our our soon-to-be spouses that way. We don't ask the questions, how did your family communicate? Right. How did y'all deal with conflict? Yep. What do you think about financial management? We don't ask those questions on these dates. Yeah. So now I marry you. I didn't know that. And now your philosophy of life and marriage does not match mine. And therefore, we now have conflict. Yep. Yeah. A lot of times um, when you're going into marriage or a lot of people go into marriage, they really just look at the dating time. The time with when so if you dated for four years, you're only looking back over that four year period. Right. And say, hey, this is where we started. This is where we are now. These are the ups and downs we had. How can we avoid those? But you never look past that. Mm-mm. You know, now you may ask about the occasional, hey, your past girlfriend or your past boyfriend. But who were you as a child? How were you raised? Right. What's your background? What was your history? And, and as you see, um, as a licensed therapist, a lot of issues and problems that people have 
is rooted back to childhood. Absolutely. It is rooted back to how they were raised. So yeah, it's, it's very important and critical to, um, and premarital to understand that. Right. And to open up that discussion and have that conversation. Yeah, what is your training? Because if I don't look past you and look at your parents, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things in the Bible when they say that a husband and wife comes together, you know, physically, it says, and he knew her and he knew them because there's a coming together of us knowing one another. Yep. But a lot of times we are married to people that we absolutely do not know. We yep. didn't care. You know, a lot of people make the um, statement. I've seen some people on these marriage sites. They'll say, well, when you marry somebody, you don't marry their family. You just married the person. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, don't. No, you may not have those people in your house every day and dealing with them every day. But you are definitely dealing with their parent, their parents and their family because you're dealing with the person. Yeah. The person was raised by a family. So you're meeting the whole family when you meet that person. Mm-hmm. And if you don't ever say, I need to meet um, some of your people. I need to see you around your mom and your dad and your siblings. And I need to see the dynamics of that because whatever you see with their siblings and their family, now that you become the family member, you're going to see some of those behaviors directed towards you. Yep. Yep. Because now you're the familiar family. Now you're the everyday person. So if you see them getting a little aggravated and angry with their family members, when they're upset, they're going to bring that same aggravation and anger to you. They're not just going to say, oh, I know how to handle myself when I'm dealing with my spouse. Mm -hmm. No, it's not going to turn off. That is their personality. So when we do the assessment, we bring the couple in and say, hey, this based upon the assessment, you all were raised pretty much the same way to think about these areas. So we'll list all the areas that they have strong couple agreement. And then we'll say these are a few areas where there's some disagreement, right. meaning there's some differences in the way you all think or how your family may have raised you. Let's talk about just those areas. Yeah. Because the areas that they're strong in, we don't need to talk about. Right. Right. Because they think the same. Yep. So they're not going to argue. So we just dive right into those areas of disagreement. Disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's opposites on the spectrum. Right. And so um, one cool thing, too, about the assessment, I think it also opens up um the lines of communication um even and i know we're getting into specifics talking about you know the different uh categories right but it opens up those lines of communication too just as how you handle conflict how do you handle certain things but it starts to make sense right um when you think over your dating era and you're like hey every time you got mad and i use myself as an example every time you get mad you know you leave the house right where, where did that come from you know and so when you're uncovering a lot of that stuff in, in, in premarital counseling, conflict resolution, yeah, maybe I didn't know how to or was never taught how to resolve conflict if it was a right. child. So the, the, my answer to that was, let me leave the situation. Right. Whereas on the flip side, you may say, hey, I have abandonment issues. Right. I, I felt it. So now there's an issue that we can easily resolved through premarital because now it's been uncovered and discovered and we can talk through it versus not having premarital we're we're now married Mm -hmm. and we're having this issue and we're like okay uh, right because we were misinterpreting each other you're thinking i'm going to leave the house because i'm trying to stop the argument and i'm trying to take a time to uh cool off Mm -hmm. give her some time to think and you some time to think right but I was thinking, you don't love me. You just left this house. Right. You're abandoning me. You're rejecting me. You're leaving me. You don't want to talk about my feelings. 
And so I'm taking it that way is you don't love me. You're like, and you're thinking I love you. That's why I'm leaving <laughs> so that <laughs> we don't argue or right. you say something crazy to me or hurtful. But the leaving was hurtful to me because mm -hmm. in my family, we hashed it out. Right. You know, whether we argued, whether we got loud, whether we uh, might have cursed at each other. <laughs> We hashed it out, but we did not leave in those moments. Yeah. So I didn't understand you leaving in those moments. And so had we had that conversation early um, in our premarital, premarital, because that's not one of the things that was talked about necessarily in our premarital right. is one thing is one of the topics that we talk about as counselors. Mm -hmm. But that's one that they did not discuss. Yeah. That is one that I had wished they would have discussed with us is how to resolve conflicts conflict. mm -hmm. when you all have a conflict. Because all marriages have conflicts, all of them. Yep. Um, you're going to deal with some of the major traumas that marriages go through. But if there is a couple that has good communication and conflict resolution skills, y'all can just about make it through anything. Mm -hmm. You can just about make it through anything. And so as you and I did marital counseling, Cause, because even though we did premarital, we wanted to really know this thing. We wanted right. to get this thing. We wanted to master this thing. A lot of times people will go to school to learn a trade for their job. Yep. Like I'm going to go because I need this degree so I can be really good at my job. But they don't care about their marriage that same way. Right. They right. will not take the time to say, I want to study marriage because I want to be really, really good, good at, at it. it. I mm -hmm. want to be the best husband. I want to be the best wife. I want to be successful at this thing. Yeah. They're just winging it. Yeah. That's just like going to, you, you get a new job and you have no training. You have no on the job training. You just say, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go <laughs> to this job and, and, and see what happens. And so nine times out of 10, it turns out to be a disaster. Right. So just like you have to, you have your handbook, you know, you're, you go through new, um, what is it? New employee orientation. Right. It's the same thing with marriage. You know, it's the same thing um, that when you're getting married, you have to study your spouse. Right. You have to be open and transparent about yourself. You have to be vulnerable and say, hey, these are the areas that I'm not strong in. Right. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Who it's gave okay. you the skill set? Nobody gave you the training. So right. I didn't feel bad coming to you. I think it was around year three and saying, look, <laughs> I really want to be a wife. I want to be your wife, but I got some deficits, sir. It's some things that I really realized that I'm struggling with here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in this marriage thing. Yeah. But be please be patient with me right. because I believe I'm going to get it eventually. Yeah. I believe through some books, some workshops, some retreats, connecting with some other married women, eventually I'm going to get it. You didn't. I don't know if you had the pre-expectation that I would get it. I don't think you did because that's why we went to premarital. Right. But you were able to say, I hear you. I understand that because you didn't grow up watching a marriage the way you did. Mm -hmm. That was solid for 30 years. I didn't have that, that um, play by play, that scope. And so you say, I, I will work with you. I will be patient with you. So you didn't make me feel bad in those moments where I'm like, okay, I know I just messed up getting angry over that. Let me come back around say, I'm sorry, let's walk through that as I was learning. And so I need people to understand 
Your spouse may not have grown up with that. So you're going to have to have grace for them. You're going to have to have grace that they did not grow up in a two-parent household watching a couple compromise, get through conflicts, work together, partner together. They didn't have it. They may not have grown in a household where people were handling finances well. Mm-hmm. Where people were uh, raising their children a particular type of way. So if you're so angry with them and agitated, that's short-sighted. Yeah. It's, it's almost ignorant because you're asking someone to have strengths and not even trying to figure out where would they have gotten it from. Who? Right. Who taught them that? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. so we had that patience, you know, between us. It was, hey, learning curve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know we're talking premarital counseling, but, you know, let's let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about marital counseling. Right. How important is that? Consistently. Like <laughs> we are marriage counselors. I am right. a licensed therapist. You work in human resources. Mm-hmm. If anybody should know how to get along with folks and handle relationships, it should be the two of us. Right. But we still go in. Yep. We yep. still go to marriage retreats. We still go to workshops because we want to make sure we've been the best for each other. It's just that important. But I think some people treat marriage like a job. I'm going to go in, wing it. If I ain't good at it, I'm just going to get another job. Mm. And you can't do that. Because you they can't. think one day I'm going to I'm going to find the perfect job. That when I get there, it's going to be everything that I want. The job is going to be fantastic. You start new at that new job a year later. I want another job. Right. And they, they're ready to quit that job. They stop coming in on time. They stop performing well. And then now it's the job. It's not them. It's the job again. So they keep going from job to job. There are people who go from marriage to marriage, never sitting to say, I want to work with this person. Hey, let's work on marriage. It's not us, but it is our marital practices. Let's walk through this. Yeah. And and so I'm going to use two different analogies. Um, so one with the, if you look at using a job analogy, that's why you have a performance review. Right. You know, that's why your, your boss pulls you in, you know, whether it's quarterly or biannually mm. or whatever, and say, let's talk about your performance. <laughs> You're going to talk over, about my performance. Let's talk about your, I'm not going to talk about your performance. <laughs> talk about your own. But, you know, let's talk about your performance. And right. so, especially in the HR world, a lot what we do now, um, we have self-evaluations. Right. So before we even have that conversation between you and your boss, you have a chance to self-evaluate yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so important to, um, be able to recognize, you know, your not only just your flaws, but where you can have, you know, area for improvement and room for improvement. So, um, even within marriage, just like on your job, that's important. You know, right. I go to my spouse and say, Hey, this past three months, I've been off my game right. and, and I haven't been the husband, um, or the Ooh. spouse that I needed to be. That takes a and, lot of humility. <laughs> that takes a does. lot of maturity. I don't know of these folks. I'm telling you, it takes a lot of maturity to say, I could do more. I could do better that, yes, I could settle down here. Mm-hmm. I could say, okay, we got a good marriage. You work, I work, we pay our bills. We go to bed at night and get up. But that's not top level marriage. That's why the marriages after 15, 20 years get stale. Yeah. And the people yeah. are not happy, they're not in love, and they want to switch them out and get somebody new because yep. they want something new, something fresh. But if they are consistently doing what you're saying, this self-evaluation to say, how can I level up? Mm-hmm. How can I go to the next level with my spouse? Because now that the kid's a little older and they're not the priority as much, they're not babies, we got to be running around the house taking care of kids at night. Can we add some more romance in? 
Right. Can we right. do some more date nights? You know, you and I recently joined a dance class. <laughs> See, that's what you do when your kids are self-sufficient and you're a little older. You join a dance class. And we in the dance class. And we were doing the salsa and the merengue. And I'm like, why are we in here? But this is hilarious. But it was something fun we did at the same time to mm -hmm. keep our marriage fresh and new. It was something we learned at the same time. We got real close because we had never danced like that. Right. But that makes it fun. Fun, yeah. That builds our friendship. It mm -hmm. creates new um experiences between us we leveled up you like okay i'm about to romance my wife and start dancing her around and i'm like i love that yeah i love that yeah. so marital counseling helped us to evaluate where we were romantically right. emotionally supportive of another uh, another how we were handling conflicts because we're not handling them like we used to right we were right. much better yeah and, go and, and talk to the marriage counselor. talk to the marriage counselor because sometimes you need a mediator. Yes. Sometimes yes. you get a mediator. Um, I love it when my couples, you know, they'll text me and say, hey, we had a discussion at night and we'd rather discuss it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and those are my couples who are just now learning communication and conflict resolution. And they just want me to be present while they do have this very important conversation that they know may turn into an argument. Mm -hmm. And so as they have that conversation in front of me, I'm critiquing both. I'm yeah. saying, you know what? That was so great the way you listened to him. That was so great the way you responded to how she said that. That was so great, your affirmation. And so I don't have to do that for every conversation they have, but I'm training them in the midst of real-time, real-life discussions they have to have. Right. And it really is teaching them communication that they never learned from their families. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Because yeah. how many of us are taking communication classes? Not a lot. How many of, of, Not, of us are taking <laughs> conflict resolution classes? Right. But we think we got a PhD in it. We yeah. all are yeah. expert. Yeah. I know how to communicate. What's your problem? It's ridiculous. I used to win arguments all the time. You know, and, and, and <laughs> in your head, in my right, in your I head. To, but no, I'm saying even yeah. in your friend group, you know, because I can talk the loudest or I can be boastful. Right. And, and all of my friends or whoever I'm around, they stop talking. So now that translates into my marriage. Mm. And, and I wouldn't you know, stop and talking. It's, it's, right. You wouldn't yeah. stop talking. You kept no, talking. because I ain't talking. your friend. <laughs> so the, <laughs> and we will take that stuff into yeah. a marriage and think it's going to work. And think it's going to work. Mm hmm. And mm -hmm. the thing is, because we didn't have when when people don't have this premarital, they don't have grace for what's happening in that first five years. That first five years is critical. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people are still upset over things that happened in the first five years yeah. when the kids were little or this person uh, disappointed me in the first five because I realized they didn't have skill sets and they're angry. So you need to come to counseling. Mm -hmm. And so. That was today's conversation. We wanted yep. to really give, give you all a holistic thought process about counseling, the need for it, the benefit of it, and how it can really help you avoid a lot of these arguments and pitfalls because you will get to know and study your spouse. So we hope you enjoyed it today. This has been Tara Body and Jason Body with God and Therapy. God and Therapy. Take care.